Welcome to Dave Talks Some More, a podcast at the intersection of humor and, you know. Hey, I'm your host, Dave, and together we'll explore a riveting world of mundane topics with unparalleled indifference. So get ready for a riveting journey through, you know, I mean, whatever. This is Dave Talks Some More. All right, far out. Thanks for uh, joining us on Sunday evening. I've gotten to the point where I don't even hear the introduction anymore. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm all out of uh, caring at all. Like I like the song; it's got a nice little beat, but otherwise, I, I truly couldn't care less about the introduction anymore. Maybe next, maybe between now and next week, I'll care. Right now, I'm, I got nothing. I think it's me pumped up. Well, clearly, I can, like, I can, for I, a big ball game, I, I can. Yeah. No, it's like walking out to a UFC fight, you know, that, that I, yeah, that would be the song when I become a UFC fighter. Yeah. That's what I'm playing. Is that, mm. is that not the fantasy job, um, is to be a UFC fighter and you, you get, I can't decide if it's being that or a surgeon, either way you get like, if you're a surgeon, you get paid to take a sharp knife and cut people. UFC fighter, you get a, you have to use blunter objects, but the, but the goal is the same. Well, I'm I, the only person who would see the goals being no, the same, I, yeah, I, I know, say, I but still. I can't say I see it the is, same Is way. that not the dream job? Oh, I wanted to be. No, I always said, actually, by the time I was 40, I was going to do one of these local uh, uh, MMA oh, uh, deals. Should. But that was, you know, of the time passed. But I've been a UFC fighter, I'm not, a fan, I should say. <laughs> see, there Easy. you go. Easy. Oh, I just go into a dream, you know, and that's my, you know, everybody wants a Navy SEAL or an, uh, a UFC fighter, but. Um, I go way back. I went to UFC 98, actually, in Atlanta. I was about to uh, ask, have yeah. you ever been? Uh, floor seats, the blood hit me when, when they got hit. It was great. Oh, my God. Um, I, I watched uh, Chuck Liddell. That was the, uh, he lost. I was, big, I was a big Iceman fan, but uh, he lost. But uh, um, I'm trying to think who else fought on that, on that card. Um, but uh, it would be a little too inside baseball anyway. On, on yeah, that. well, but it was a great. It was it was it was amazing. I, I enjoyed it uh, immensely. I've I've only been to one fight and it was strictly locals, and uh, it was in some little like a. It was sanctioned. It wasn't any, some kind of illegal deal, but it was like it was in a VFW hall. It was in Tupelo. Mm. And had a friend call me and say, hey, hey, we're going up. Do you want to go? And it was totally spur-of-the-moment deal. Tupelo's kind of a hike because there's no easy way to get up there uh, from, from Jackson. So, yeah, sure, I'll go. There were 15 different fights. I mean, it was a long night, but none you knew none of them were going the, the distance. And I think two of them were girl fights. Um, Jackie. It was – you know, I don't mind it. And one of them, I swear to God, this guy, he was tall. He had a chin beard and he just, he looked like Abraham Lincoln. I could not believe that that was not his, uh, nom de guerre was here. Abraham Lincoln's going to lay a beat down and it turned, but it turns out, uh, and if he got knocked out, some guy on the side, could it was worse. Abraham Lincoln slept here. <laughs> 
See, that's, that's, well, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, you'd have no earthly idea right. what I just referenced. But. Well, this Abraham Lincoln had a, a, a nose that was a little too long, and the only serious injury, you heard the crack of his nose bone. That was a got, concern I had. I do not have a fighter's nose, and yeah. that's a serious thing. Well, this, now this guy does for the rest of his life. And yeah. I'm, oh, I'm, there we got a clip there. It's, it's, that's not a fighter's nose. Yeah. <laughs> It'll break. Yeah, and and his did, I mean, every it was, it was unmistakable what that sound was, but 15 uh, fights on the card. It was a long night, but it's like you say, incredibly entertaining to be, you know, right there at the show. Um, but it felt very uh, brutal and pagan, and uh, you know, it was like this is one step away from a cockfight. In fact, this might be worse well, than a cockfight. When fight. you get to the lower level um, mixed martial arts fights, they're they're much more closely closely associated with you know the bare knuckle tough man friday night too many beers let's go fight yeah as opposed to the high level like ufc i mean these are high level skilled uh mixed martial artists for the most part and it is uh um, you know they know what they're doing yeah and, and in this one there were several fights where one person knew what he was doing and, and the other guy just kind of got talked into it for 50 dollars or whatever it was <laughs> yeah. and i mean there was just some brutal beat downs yeah, that's, that's, for for human for for entertainment yeah, purposes. That, that's the human cockfighting uh, <laughs> equivalent. But uh, I'm much more. I, I I like the higher level. Well, stuff. I, I'm. A, I, I they don't about know. priced me out on uh, eighty nine ninety nine. Uh, yeah, but on the pay per views, I used to get pay per views all the time. But uh, Buffalo Wild Wings is a much more uh, appropriate uh, venue at this point. Of course, I end up spending a hundred dollars on chicken wings then. So. Well, or, or you can watch Twitter for free, and if you get on the right uh, content page, um, you know, you'll see fight clips for free. Um, you'll see, like, the latest content provider that I've seen is, it's, like, called Thieves Getting Beat Up. Thieves I, Getting Something. Have you seen this? I have. It's so... Um, Entertaining. Yeah. I mean, it's so dark. Though it and, and the it's it's the same setup every time. Thief breaks into store. Thief thief rolls into restaurant. Thief thief comes into jewelry store. Thief walks up to people at an outdoor restaurant, um, pulls a gun, and then then he's not tending to business completely, and somebody gets up on him with a gun and just blasts away at him. And it's over and over and over again. And how many times do you need to see that before you feel like I think I got the plot? Well, I, I how mean, this goes. it is it is somewhat entertaining. I I guess on the justice aspect, somebody gets their their just desserts. But the fact that we we watch death. You know, I remember growing up, going to the VHS store, or whatever, and there was this uh, tape called Faces of Death. Faces yeah, of Death, I, one, I two, that. three, four. I and I never, I, I never would have watched that. I did. Um, <laughs> explains a lot. But, and all it is is, is video of, okay, the, para, the, the guy that jumped out of the plane and the parachute didn't deploy, bounce, and die, or fall off a mountain, or get oh, hit so by a train. It okay. literally is. Just watching people die. 
it videos is. of people dying. It is, which was just like taboo. I mean, I didn't watch it because I was going to be a serial killer. It didn't It was because you were eight years old and they had no SpongeBob at well, the time. I was six, but no. <laughs> no, I mean, teenagers, you go, you hear that you know, there's this taboo thing and you, and you, and you watch it now. Um, but think about it, kids nowadays, if they want to watch, I mean, it was disturbing actually growing up. I mean, yeah. to me, I'm like, oh, you know, you couldn't really watch all of, all of it. I remember there was one of them, I think, where a parachutist landed in an alligator farm. Now, that's not pretty. That's good, that's good times. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we can you can scroll social media and watch people die over and over and over. And you can't imagine. I mean, I imagine the, the desensitized. Uh, being desensitized to 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 death, I mean, no wonder that there's plenty of teenagers who almost think death or shooting people or dying is a is a video game exercise. So, I, there's my sociological yeah speech and, of the day, and, and I I don't think it's like that at all. It's it's just um, it's just a question of get, I've for example, I've never seen a dead person in person. And I don't know how many funerals that I've been to, but I just, from the very beginning, I was just, I don't need that in my head. And I don't know if there's, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I've never had an interest. I've always thought, don't think I want to do that. Um, But God knows how many people I've seen killed in movies and TV shows Uh and, and, you know, the video games and all that stuff. That's that's big fun. Yeah, that's big fun. But, you know, and then you watch something on Twitter or Facebook Live or, or whatever, and you can watch street fights um, of people just absolutely getting laid out. You can see, and, and there's all these pages dedicated to street fights and sure. schoolyard fights and people beating each other up in the cafeteria. And I don't know what it says about me that I was, I'll just be enormously entertained just sitting there watching it. I remember going to see my brother in Albuquerque, and he had three kids that were, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to guess here, sixth grade to tenth grade, and you know, we got on whatever the Twitter of the of in that time period was, and we were just watching street fight videos on YouTube. I guess it was YouTube over and over again and and their reaction was like holy cow we've never seen anything like that and and you know here i am sick twisted uncle david showing them this that's what the you know that's what they get because you know i was left alone with kids <laughs> you know what you know the yeah they're, they're worse let me say this there's a lot of worse things that happens when uncles get left unattended mm. oh, no. <laughs> That's that. whole- so you know hey that was yeah that was basically a, a benign experience and i'll say this i took my kids my kids when they were oh i'd say 11 or 12 years old uh maybe 13 i'd like to hope to like horror movies my my daughter tell my adult daughter now tells me that she couldn't sleep after I took her to see drag me to hell, which was, Oh, such a good horror movie. But you know, I just didn't think that that was that big of a deal for kids. And Hey, they love, they love it now. I mean, every Christmas we sit around and watch horror movies and we laugh our tails off at it. So Hell, Merry uh, Christmas. Yeah, well, I mean that, that oh, man. such a 
it explains, you know, the more podcast we have and the more self reveals that we have, uh, the, the start pulling back the layers to how, how dark is this going to get? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what to say to much of that, uh, Dave, but I, I just think that the horror movies, and I'm not even going to cast any aspersions on your questionable uh, movie uh, choices with your children, but there's just a distinction, or is there nowadays, between, okay, a movie, a video game, which we all know is not real and can be viewed as entertainment, but literally being entertained by the actual death of another human being. It's like it really happened. Like here is a video of another human being dying. Yeah, and I'm not entertained by that. The the beating ups. Uh, 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 but even if it's I, that I criminal. Know, yeah, I don't know why this is. I, I'm really entertained by the beating ups and the fights. And I guess it's because I feel like it was a fair fight. Or in the case of the criminal, hey, you walk into a place with a gun. Hey, all bits, bets are off. All bets are off. You've asked for whatever happens I got next. I don't, and I don't feel bad. But, you know, like the videos of, um, like, you know, somebody's on a, on a boat and a wave comes up and they get swept out to sea or somebody falling off of a, a bridge or something. I I can't turn the page fast enough. I don't want to see people die. I mean, I, I cannot see that. If if it's real, now if it's a movie or, or whatever, that that's fine. But act, actually seeing people die, I, I cannot take. If the news comes on, not that I watch the news anymore, but, you know, the local news just loves to tell you about another 8-year-old kid that got killed by their uncle who came to visit. Um and I can't turn the channel fast. As soon as I see that that's what this story's going to be about, I bail as fast yeah, as I can. And, I can't and, take it. And, of course, I love what Elon, the world's third greatest human being, um, has has done with X or Twitter. But I there's the, I would have one criticism, and there there is – I mean, it is an absolute um, – It's open season. It is, and you can – if you want to watch as many people die as and then you can and uh, I don't know that that is uh enriching to especially young 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 kids but I, I mean I don't know how many of them are on there and that's up for parents to strange monitor. strange that people getting killed is fine and porn forget about it they're not not that I'm an advocate for porn on Twitter but I just find it odd that People making love. Oh no, we we're not going to have that. Well, that's a uh, people that's getting a generous killed. description, but well, or, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, God, yeah, I'm really not going into that. But I think it's interesting that um, where where you draw the lines. I, I think, agree with I that. I think is interesting. It is. It 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 is an interesting uh, sociological question. Well, they'll have people killed. They'll have people getting beat up. I think torture is also. Off limits, which hey, I have no interest in watching torture, um, unless <laughs> unless it's unless it's in a movie or if it involves somebody that I really dislike, or if it includes the Green Bay Packers torturing the Dallas Cowboys, which is that happening now? Well, I checked right before we got on the air; it was twenty-seven to seven, Green Bay, uh. which. 
hey man, look, I'm, I'm lightheaded. I got a headache. I'm sitting here talking about torture and death, but the thought of Green Bay beating Dallas right now, 27-7, just excites me to no end. Why? I hate the Dallas Cowboys. Why? Why? Hate, oh, my God. Why? Wow. Oh, man. The, we don't have the six or, or, hours Or should available. I say, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Jones, can, who can tolerate Jerry Jones? I mean, seriously. Right. I mean – and I've just always detested America's team. I was a Steelers fan growing up, so obviously I couldn't uh, deal with those stupid little blue stars on the side of their right. helmets. I, I just, I've always rooted against them. Um, and look, I'm, we've we've determined I'm a Mississippi State fan. Right. So, so I got you're all, you're a I traitor got, to your golden. I I got all sorts of conflictions there, but. At the end of the day, my pure and unadulterated hatred for the Cowboys overwhelms whatever dedication I might have to Dak. Funny you, funny you say that because I've always had an abiding dislike for the Cincinnati Bengals and our golden oh, boy. Yeah, Joe our, Burrow. Oh. Yeah, our golden boy is right there. And how, how can I wish him well and hope that his team loses every game? You know, I'm I'm capable of those kinds of inconsistencies. No, we just you just no. You have to just give in to the fact that somebody that we truly respected and hoped the best for has gone to the other side. It's it's very Star Warsian. Well, um, you know, I I spent the last two weeks hoping that I hoping that somebody would go to the other side, and in a way, Nick Saban did. And, you know, there's this fantasy at the end of every college football season that maybe this will be the year that he retires. And, of course, he's never going to retire because he's like a the undead vampire. And I very much expect he was going to do it for 10 more years. And you know, I wanted the podcast to be about the South. Nick Saban is the most Southern – even though he's not from the South, he has got to be the most Southern topic that there is. And he's gone. Well, first of all, it's thirty-four to ten now. Just uh, as an update for okay. all those listeners, so it's still the Patriots. Uh, well, Nick Saban's from West Virginia, so he, he well, he's hard scrabble. I, I understand he's hard scrabble. You know, he's not he's not a Yankee, um, no. and, but um, and so I mean, I detest him as well. So, <laughs> do you, um, you test him, or do you, do you detest Alabama? Well, well, both, but what they you, have bled over. What do you hate uh, about Saban himself? Uh, he's it's, there's just one letter wrong in his name. But, um, mm, mm. I mean, he's just, I, I've all, I've always liked the guy. I've always thought he was interesting. I've watched, uh, speech. I've, I've watched him giving speeches and motivational talks on YouTube. I think he's a very, very interesting guy. Um, uh, you know, I'm not going to vouch for him being a good person, but hey, he's a football coach. You don't, you don't necessarily want a good person to be a football the guy wins and wins a lot i very much wonder what happens to him next i know they're talking about him being a broadcaster or whatever he's 72 years old well you know i can't help but notice that bear when bear bryant had all these years of his obsession being alabama football and i don't know if you're old enough to remember but he retired whatever year and within two months he was dead and Joe Paterno, uh, head coach at Penn State for, God, how long? 
was it, 30 or 40 years, I'm guessing, and, and a coach and just an assistant coach there for another 20 years before that. He retires. Within two months, he's dead. But he had a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like Hitler. Yeah. As soon as Hitler retired, like two minutes later, he was dead. There's something about your when your lifelong thing is over with, and I'm, I really wonder how much – I wonder what happens now, next is all I'm saying. I don't know how historically accurate that was. I have no problem with, with Hitler and Saban being mentioned in the same sentence. But, sure. But I don't I don't know that they their retirement sagas are, are anywhere near. Well, you're alive, hoping that their but, empires crumble in, in a oh, yeah. similar fashion. Oh. You know, that they get that uh that their enemies in the east and their enemies in the west co join in Tuscaloosa. And uh, that there's a lot of uh, bombing of buildings and you yeah. know miser- misery of the of the fan base. Uh, how that's really my thing is if they would just shut up, I might be able to tolerate success and say you know what they've had a lot of success, but but the people won't shut up as if they did it, as if they did it. So. I I wonder why anybody, like I know the Washington coach took took the gig after, I guess Lane didn't 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 want it. I'm just kidding. He just he likes the sorority houses at Ole Miss better. But wow, um, wow, <laughs> okay, yeah. But either which one, I don't know why you'd want the job at Alabama. Oh yeah. Why would I mean, that doesn't make any sense. It's the Dan Mullen situation all over. Why in the world wouldn't you just be a nice, big, big fish in a medium-sized pond? Yeah. And instead of, you know, getting out there where, you know, out in the ocean where you like to kayak, you know. Did Mullen release a uh, – uh, did he really uh, send out a press release that he was not interested in the Alabama guy? I don't know Alabama. if he did. But I Surely mean, he did. Jeez. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you just – why can't you just be the Joe Paterno and stay somewhere for 50 years and literally – And you build they, whatever you build. They make and, statues of you. Yeah. I mean, there's statues everywhere. Why in the world, if you're um, the Washington coach, and I can't remember his name because it's odd, yeah. Dijon or something like yeah. that. Um, I don't know about that. Um, but. Well, it, it all goes to prove, yet again – that Hugh Freeze may be the luckiest guy uh, in football, that he, he comes in right at the end of Saban. And you know, we, we can only hope that the next DeBose era at Alabama yeah. football is, is set to begin. I mean, all, all he's got to do is lose twice to Auburn and he's out. Yeah. I mean, you know, no yeah. pressure there, buddy. Yeah. Um, well, but who knows? But I guess uh, – Saban, Saban will keep busy. I mean, he's not one to 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 sit down. I don't I don't think he's going to coach any, no. anymore. But uh, he just can go down as the the word of last episode, uh, or last podcast. What was the what was the word that get, got used the most? The goat. Saban can just go down as <sighs> the goat. God. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. So there we are. My middle name is Segway. Okay, well, so, all right, well, that brings up. Hey, we go. Since since we're since we're going to do that, that brings up the the homework 
This is the first oh. week that um, last week was first week that we had homework, and the homework was I was going to watch the Dave Chappelle show, like the closer, I think it was, or any other um, I, Netflix, which, which I did. And not only that, but me being the overachiever that I am, uh, I went extra credit and watched Braveheart. And Braveheart is, I didn't know that this was a 17-hour-long movie. I mean, it just, it kept going. Should have been a miniseries like Lonesome Well, I mean, you could see his hair growing from scene to scene. And he has the most 80s hair. Mel Gibson and his 80s hair just going every day. He's, he's got better hair than most of the women in that movie. Is, is, is this a review? I, and by the way, Lethal Weapon was the movie we couldn't remember last, uh, last yeah, yeah, week. So. Yeah. Um, but, well, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean. I did what I was supposed to I, do. I, I hear I hear what you're saying. There's a there's a, there's a subtext to that statement. I, I understand. You don't know how many times I flunked out of school. A lot, right? Okay, so homework is not right my my thing. But so you watched the closer. We'll get back to Mel Gibson. I want to know what you thought. I, I thought exactly what I what I had said before when I watched his HBO special. Oh, and that's another thing. All right, let's move. What do you think about the closer? Oh no, you're not getting off of that because within an hour of this show being over, I go and I find, I I took so much heat last week. He's never, Dave Chappelle's never been on HBO. His first special was an HBO special. So I want to, I want to put that talent mark on the millennial. I meant since 2000. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, I, I I had to get that off my chest. That's a W for me. But again, that was also AI. So do we really know that, that was it was AI? on HBO? Yeah, yeah. It was AI. The whole thing was AI. Do you not recall? Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I watched it, and this is I don't know how many Netflix shows Dave Chappelle has done. But it is, it's whichever one in which he's trying to make up to transgender people, because apparently in an earlier one, he said a lot of things that made a lot of people mad. And so this was his, not so much an apology, but an explanation. But the whole reason that we got, I'm not real sure how we got onto the whole Dave Chappelle thing, but I do remember us talking about Lewis Black and how irksome he is. By the way, he's he's coming He's coming to Mississippi, Lewis Black, if you want to buy the tickets. Oh, we're going. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to do a pod review well, the, of your heckling of him because, you. I, I mean, you really light my, up. My heckling of Lewis Black would just be snoring, heavy snoring, which and I wouldn't even be pointed out because that would be half of the audience, you know, just falling asleep. Like people bring blankets and pillows. And the point that I, that I was making about Lewis Black, who's, who's the most egregious of them all, is these kind of lazy, used to be funny, used to be comedians, but now they, you know, it's kind of like the the worst of Bill Maher of, look at how smart I am. Look at how politically insightful I am. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to not even give you an interview 
like he's giving an interview to the audience, but it's it's almost a sermon. It's it's almost like he's a professor teaching class, and I'm going I'm going to inculcate in you the correct attitude and, and the correct sneering and right. snobbery. S- and, speaking and, down to and people. And speaking down to people, and I'm so smart, which I could live with that. You know, look, if you want to go watch a political speech um, and have somebody deliver it to you and you're in, inter- if you want to go watch Trump or Hitler or Bill Maher, or Teddy or, Roosevelt. Or Teddy Roosevelt, or who of you want to watch, and that's what you're going for, do it. I mean, do your thing. I don't I don't care. But the, don't build this as comedy because it's not funny. Even though every now and then he tries to be humorous, all of his humorous is insults. And it's just, it's not funny, and it's tired, and it's lazy. You're talking about Black. Talking Lu- about, about Lu- Louis Black. Louis Black. So yeah. I'm watching Dave Chappelle. Mm. He is a funny guy, and I, you know, I would not recommend this special. What I'd recommend is the Dave Chappelle show on HBO, which was, God, how many years was that? Well, on? HBO was on Comedy Central. Okay, it was you know, a Dave, long time. ago. Dave Chappelle show was brilliant. Absolutely. It was really, really, and the guy's just a shown up funny, funny guy. Absolutely, and but. So I'm giving I mean, the, I'm, I'm giving. Did him you watch the clips credit. of Black Bush that I said? Uh, uh, no, oh. I, I'm, I'm oh giving him. Goodness. Is that what that was? Oh my gosh, it's no. the funniest thing. Well, yes. I, I'm giving him credit for that. Yellow cake. <laughs> so so that I I can say, but what he was doing was very. I'm going to preach a sermon, or I'm going to give a lecture. I'm going to give you a talk about how I think and the correct way to think. Who? And your your man, Dave Chappelle. What? But calm down. But because he's Are you a, cooking? Yeah, because he's a <laughs> funny guy, he it's it's a lot funnier. I've seen Dave Chappelle just absolutely crack me up. This wasn't that. This was not that. It it just it it had its humorous moments but it wasn't a comedy show it was a speech by a guy who's funny you see the difference well i mean i see what you're saying i don't know that i disagree but that's what makes america great dave is that we can we can agree to okay but to disagree but, but what what the discussion was was how hilarious are the dave Chappelle specials and that's what i'm mm. saying they're not they're it's just a guy a funny guy giving a speech as opposed to say Ricky Gervais. Now he Ricky Gervais is hilarious yeah, as well. Ricky Gervais will get up. He'll kind of give you a speech, but it's a set. He's giving you a set. And and when I talk about a set, I'm talking about set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline. 60 minutes of that. That ain't what Dave Chappelle was doing. It absolutely is not what Lewis Black does. And, you know, look, Chappelle do whatever he wants to. I'm not the boss. But just don't tell me that it's a comedy show. It's it's a speech. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. 
Um, <laughs> did you want me to elaborate on it? I no, I, I just I, no, I just I, that's that's my thing is I, I like to be told how wrong I, I, I am. I get I off. I do on that. hesitate to, to to get off into the Dave Chappelle because we spent another podcast. Yeah. Um, well, demonstrating just, that, that was, I promised to give a review. Right, that and, was my review, and and nobody required that you give a thoughtful or correct review. So you did. Um, no, I mean, I, I understand it might not be, be you. I'll, I'll just stick with, um, people have different tastes and, you know, and, and right. Dave talks about that. I mean, he, not everybody is for every, uh, buddy, believe it or not. And this, this is not something that either one of us can wrap our brains around. There are Lewis black fans. Like there's people that pay five hundred dollars. There are Adam Sandler fans. I know. I don't get him I, either. I, I, don't I do get not. That. I do not either. And so, and I'll watch uh, Netflix comedy shows because about any comedian can get one, notwithstanding representations kind of made last time. Yeah. But I mean, there are if you go through them, there's some. You got to turn I, them off. The, they're the, so unfunny. That uh, whatever that Davidson guy that was Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. From Saturday Night Live, who I don't know how he came to be whoever he is, but is intensely unfunny as well. And he's got is a he, new special on he? Netflix. I, I've never, I've never, I've never really watched his work, so I, 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 I don't, don't have an opinion. I was just I, like the guys. I have no idea. The guys, how. crazy hot as, as far as popular. Oh, so, but. but <laughs> But but, oh my God. but, right. it's, but does, it's been but it's been nice that, guys yeah. being on this podcast. But, but this is going to be my last uh, show. But does that mean he's so great? Mm. You know, I don't yeah. know. I mean, they, believe it or not, there were people that paid money to go see Carrot Top once upon a time. That's that was a real thing. Or Gallagher busting watermelon. Or Gallagher. Or um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's yeah. I I get that it's an acquired taste. But, and I'll just go with, and look, if you go to the Rotten Tomatoes audience scores uh, for Dave Chappelle, it'll be like 100. I mean, it's like it's like the highest, you know, ratings you can get audience scores. I don't care about critics. Um, critics are, 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 are worthless. Um, um, that could. Uh, Present company excluded. Sure. Well, I mean, we can't, you know, yeah. talk about Teddy Roosevelt. We did earlier, you know, his uh, in the arena yeah, right. uh, speech about critics. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, and I'll also note that Boys in the Boat had a 97% audience score with Rotten Tomatoes. Really? So I'm really starting to doubt that you are representative representative of the of public the, of the common man uh never claimed to be <laughs> so yeah it has a 97 percent in my homework reviewing the boys in the boat without saying the movie that's yeah the boys in the boat how'd, did, it, how'd it go how was it i was unable to attend the actual movie but i did read about it and about it being the uh, the rowing team for the university of washington mm-hmm. uh pursuing their dream of uh being in the 1936 Olympics, yeah. um, and putting in the hard work, and it was yeah, well, it was wait, directed wait, wait. by George what, Clooney, which prevented me from going to see it. Period. What, what, what was, it. but what was the hard work? Would you like to guess? Learning how for to, the rowing team. Guess oh. guess what the hard work was? Rowing. Rowing. I know it was rowing. How much rowing would you like to watch? Oh, so much rowing. <laughs> so very much rowing. Oh, rowing. 
You know what rowing is? You sit in a chair and you pull a couple of oars over, or actually you just get one oar over and over and over again. And then there's a guy that shouts at you as to, you know, how fast you should be pulling your oar. And, you know, it's eight guys pulling their, <laughs> careful now, there are eight guys, there's eight guys sitting in a boat. They're all pulling their oar, their oars at the same time, trying to get somewhere uh, faster than anybody else. And it's two hours of that. Well, I think. And it ends with Hitler. It ends with Hitler. Well, that, that would be the <laughs> like nice thing. A movie about guys just sitting in a boat pulling their oars, and then Hitler makes a guest appearance, and the guy doesn't even look like Hitler. And that's a problem that I have. How can, how can there be all these movies and all these TV shows that have Hitler, and nobody has come to the fore who actually looks like Hitler? Surely there's somebody out there who has the facial characteristics or, or can be like the Elvis impersonators. And, you know, that could be somebody's full-time job is that's the Hitler guy. That's the guy that looks like Hitler, just like there's people that make a living looking like Elvis. I'm trying to think of a good Hitler. There's, there's never been one. You know, think, think of the movies that have Hitler in it. Boys in the Boat, which you didn't see. Well, I, re- um, I, re- I read what was about the, it. Uh, what was the Tarantino movie? Um, where they go to where they go to Germany? Is that Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hitler, Hitler. Yeah. That guy didn't look like Hitler. Um, I, I just I can't think of any movie where they got the Hitler right. It seems like that'd be an important thing. Everybody knows what that looks like. Well, all you got to do is throw that little mustache on a fella and a, and, but and a, it, but and a it's swastika, look like, no, and you, you would just think, but it doesn't. You just go with it. But, yeah, I, uh, I was sitting there going, "It's a bad Hitler," and. And they, they're manufacturing this drama of, oh, Hitler's watching the boat and he wants them to lose the race so that the Nazi rowers can win. I'm like, why? why well, here's the thing. Tell Two me things. why I care. I'm thinking when the casting company opens up casting calls for Hitler's, you know, the line's not that long. I mean, it's, it's not a, a, a really coveted uh, role, so that might be an issue. You could be a star. Oh, another one was... Um, what was the movie about the bunker? And it was like the, the whole movie was like the last two weeks in the bunker. The bunker. No, I read the book. That was the name of the book? Yeah, the bunker. Yeah. Did that guy look like Hitler? No, he didn't. I don't know. I but that, believe You're it. talking about a great book. That is a the great, great The movie was book. good. It was a, it's a really great book. Um, yeah, I, I, sometimes I, I – like the the, uh, the Boys in the Boat. Uh, it was It's a, based upon a book by Daniel Johnson or something like that. I don't remember his – Daniel Morgan. Something well, like I think that. that I think that's going to be the new thing in Hollywood. Is any time that they don't have a plot or the script needs a little punch up, let's just set it in 1935 and throw some Hitler on it well, at the end. The movie is and not about rolling, it David. It is, about, it is about it's about teamwork. It's about pursuing your dreams. It's about sacrifice. It, it is about the human experience. All right. Yeah. No. It it really isn't. There's no plot to this movie. Wow. There's, well, those there's, are pretty good no plot, plot points. Well, I the mean. plot point is, oh, you guys aren't rowing in unison like you need to be. You need to be rowing better, so we're going to yeah. do it again. And so then there's a five-minute montage of guys rowing the boat, and it's really hard, and they're really tired. The pursuit and of perfection is in and of itself uh, inspirational If you're doing it. Well, they, they won. But, but, but you're sitting there and watching it. Watching guys row a boat is brutal. Trust me, I went and did it well, for two hours. What is it kind hurt of me. what is odd is 
of all the stories related to the 1936 Olympics. This is what we come I up with. I don't know oh, yeah. the, the rowing yeah, aspect. Je- yeah, somebody, goes, somebody who didn't look at all like Jesse Owens <laughs> got a cameo yeah, yeah. for, you know, that's, would you like to talk about Jesse Owens winning, you know, eight Olympic golds oh. and or whatever? What? Four. No, you, Four. no. Let's not watch any of that. Let's watch guys pulling oars. Well, it's not like the Jesse Owens story hasn't been told a few hundred times. So I mean, it, that's not like that. It was. Are we diminished. down to that? Are we down to? We, we might be. Yeah. Rowing from eighty years ago. You know, the badminton team of 1912 battled all the odds, pursuing perfection. It's the functional equivalent of the 1980 hockey team, uh, a gold medal, the 1936. We weren't very good at this rowing thing. Um, And Germany was dominating and dominating. In rowing? Oh, and about everything else. No, they didn't. Look, look. Let me tell you, I've read the book. They didn't row into Czechoslovakia. They didn't row into Poland. It wasn't the rowing team. That took over France. Fair enough. I'm confident. Well, you know, I understand, but I mean, it is an inspirational story. Which you, uh, didn't, just go, like, which you didn't go see. Just, just That's like, how good it was. Well, I, I cannot stand George Clooney. Yeah, I mean, well, I got a lot. You know how all these prejudices yeah, I have. Yeah, what is the deal with that? Oh, what is a, he too good looking to what see? What a smug, smug day. Well, if you just look like, if you look and, like that... Him and uh, the Titanic guy, which I won't even say his name, Leonardo. Duh. You won't say it. I won't say, say it. it. Yeah. I didn't say it all. You won't, won't say it. You, I cannot stand. What is it about DiCaprio that you just that smug, just gets under? Just so smug. I mean, give me a break. Him and Clooney, and I mean, you know, because they'll wander into politics and stuff like that. And you want to talk about talking down to folks? I mean, give me a break. I do not want to hear about the working man from Leonardo DiCaprio. I, I just don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about this. I just I just can't stand it. You know, while he's living in a you know he fifteen million dollar mansion, dating nineteen year olds. So, so you won't go watch his movies at all. Oh God, no. So you didn't go see The Revenant. No, I mean, one. I'm oh, pretty no. sure it won. Uh, either one best best yeah. film. I know it was. Up you know, best b- film. believability. Okay, sure. Leonardo DiCaprio is a hard scrabble frontiersman. That can oh. fight off bears. Really? No, no. You didn't see Wolf of Wall, uh, Wall Street? No. Oh my god. No. Well, in uh, I can, no I, in in the Revenant, he doesn't fight off the bear. The the point of the story is the bear it, gets o- him? it opens the bear damn near kills him. Oh. I mean he he just gets tore up. Wait, I might watch by, it then. By the bear. Yeah, you'd enjoy it. You'd, oh, look, man. look. It's a movie that features Leonardo DiCaprio getting. Beaten up by wildlife, oh, okay. you know, torn to pieces. You can look, just put that part on a loop and you can watch it. I You'd enjoy it. that. I can do it. No, I, I can, I can handle it. I just don't, I don't know. I'm, well, is it all I'm, good looking men that, that intimidate you? Or is it just, <laughs> or is it just no, those I, two? I'm doing this podcast, aren't I? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not even like Matt Damon, Tom Cruise. Him. Can't stand him. I like Tom Cruise. Tom, these, you want to talk about realism? Tom Cruise is like five and a half feet tall, so they have to find bad guys who, you know, basically are on the Wizard of Oz, you know, or, or the, the Oompa Loompa. Yeah. You know, that that's who they have to fight find to fight Tom Cruise if you want realism. No, no, I, I, look, did you see the, the Top Gun remake? I cannot in, believe in I like that. In the theater. It was great. No, it was stupid. It was, it was, look, let me tell you what the Top Gun remake was. It, it was, the movie that it was a remake was of Star Wars. 
It was. You've you've got the the lone, think about how that movie ends. He gets. You remember how Star Wars ends with Luke in his Tie Fighter, what, the, the space jet. Right, okay? right. I guess he's in the space jet and he has to go down. There's this big fight around the Death Star. He has to go into the canyon. He's got to shoot the canyon while he's being oh, shot at the right. whole time. He's got to he's got to drop the pellets down the garbage hole. Right. And then he fly, and then he's got to do some really good flying to fly away to kill that, the Death Star. That is exactly the way that the Top Gun two movie ended. Is Tom Cruise is in his jet fighter and he's got to do these special tricks, and he shows you, oh, I can do it in two and a half minutes because I'm such a great pilot. And he's got to he's got to drop the bomb at just the right place, and then he's got to pull out of there before the big explosion. It was exactly Star Wars. You know, I actually never contemplated it's exactly the similarities. What it was. Yeah. That being said, Top Gun was a good, feel good. Well, I mean, that, American that takes, hoorah yeah, that takes type to, thing, and that I, takes us to Braveheart, which is I, I finally had to do the thing with Braveheart that I did with the Wonka movie the week before, which was. You've got to accept this on its own terms. You you know, it's a music, you know, Wonka, it's a musical. It's going to be silly. The, the plot is ridiculous. It's silly. That's fine. Just, just enjoy the music. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the spectacle, and you'll be fine. And I finally had to get that way with Braveheart was to say none of this is anywhere. It, it's not even that this never happened in what's depicted in the movie there's not a single thing in there that ever happened other than there was such a place as Scotland. That's it. Um, all right. I'm, I'm going to get there. All right. We get, all right. We're a couple strikes so far that you got Chappelle Braveheart. No, I, I, it, I'm this positive. is a test for your citizenship. Literally. Oh, God. Not as just as an American, just as a decent human being. Oh, now, we just talked about a comedy special. We talked about a movie, but the, no, we talked about a speech. And that a, was fun. Speech. Well, fair okay, enough. Go ahead. Fair enough. Go ahead. I'll but then we're then we have to address the greatest cinemagraphic production ever. That's really not a movie, and it's not a speech or a comedy show, but the greatest production that has ever been put on a TV screen or a movie screen. Lonesome Duff. Yeah. Yeah, Lonesome Dub was fantastic. Oh. Yeah. There is hope for you yet. Yeah. No. All right. No, it that that really that's one of those oh. I I could sit down and watch that and have watched that. I've I'm dozens, not sure how many times. Dozens of times. Yeah. Well, okay. You have redeemed yourself. <laughs> Cuz if if you had What's Lonesome Dove? I know. Okay. So I'm sorry. Hold, okay. Hold well, on. For those that don't know, let let us. Yeah. I have no. I've never seen it. Okay. Tell me about it. You want to do it or you want me to? <laughs> you start. I'm. I'm so. I'm dizzy by that. Well. All right. Um. Are you um, Are you familiar with Larry McMurtry? I'm. I'm under forty years old. So. Okay. No. So Larry Mc, Larry McMurtry is an American novelist, and he lives in the Southwest, and he writes very realistic depictions of among other things what life was like in the old west and, and it's real it's it's not any of this hollywood stuff 
and he wrote a novel called Return to Lo- to Lonesome Dove. And I can tell you what the plot is, and, and maybe I will. But the event was, and I remember this came, it came out during spring training one year, um, baseball spring training. And it was a four-part miniseries. And you have to, you have to shift your mind back to um, before video recorders or, or very early stages of video recorders, before the idea that if you want to watch a show, you just punch it up on your TV, and it doesn't matter um, when it was made. I can watch the Dave, Dave Chappelle show was made two years ago or that, you know, or whatever. And I can watch it anytime that I want to. It doesn't matter that it's 20 years old. You have to go back in time where if you wanted to watch a show, by God, you better be there when it aired. Because if you missed it, you missed it forever. You were never going to see it. Um, the first big miniseries that aired was in the 1970s called Roots. Tell me you've heard of Roots. No. Um, so Roots was Alex Haley's uh, biography of where he goes back he traces his genealogy Please. roots. He traces his roots. He traces his genealogy. Kids nowadays. All, yeah. He traces yeah. his genealogy all the way back to um, when they were free men living in Africa and how some of his ancestors were probably captured and brought over on the slave ships. And then when you really get the documentary evidence is he, he was able to look and find the actual date when his ancestor, when the ancestor from Africa was debarked in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and just followed some of his ancestors all the way from, you know, Africa. And then he married and his kids and his kids and his kids. And it goes all the way through, the 1700s and the 1800s to the 1900s to him. And that was the book that he wrote. And Roots was a miniseries. And again, it was appointment viewing. If you didn't show up for the four nights from 7 to 9 o'clock, you didn't see Roots. And it was the talk of the country. It was huge. Turned out that he plagiarized most of the book. It so so that, was, that was kind of a drawback. But that miniseries spawned a lot of... A lot of other miniseries. It was a know, thing. The Thornbirds. The Thornbirds was one. Shogun was yeah, one. Yeah. Um, uh, Civil the, War with uh, Patrick. Well, that was was that a miniseries or did that not, come out on VHS tapes? That came out on VHS. Uh, but, but it was anyway, in the same format. But Lonesome, Lonesome Dove came out, and it was probably the most successful miniseries twenty years after Roots, and it had Robert Duvall. And it had um, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, yeah. Tommy um, Lee Jones and Robert Duvall gave the performances of a lifetime of these old, old cowboys who were way past their prime, but they still had a lot of vinegar, a lot of salt in their sails. There were two Captain Calls: Tommy Lee Jones and. But they, um, I can't remember. Anyway, it's kind of as their ha- their last hurrah. They're living in a little town called Lonesome Dove on the Texas Mexico border, and one of them gets this wild hair that you know what we're gonna we're gonna start a ranch in Montana. So again, they're right across the river from Mexico, and they're gonna drive cattle all the way to Montana, 
And so it follows them during this cattle drive, and it had very interesting characters that went along with them on the cattle drive. Right. Uh, Ricky Schroeder of, you know, I'm talking of Silver Spoons way back in he the day. He oh, know who my that goodness. Was. Well, he was in it. And Ricky so Schro- was Ricky Schroeder to us would be like, who was the Home Alone kid? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Ricky yeah. Schroeder right. was like our generation's Macaulay Culkin. But he actually Culkin. fit in that one. He did yeah, really well. Yeah, he actually well. did well. Danny Glover was was also in um, Lonesome Dove. So. And, yeah, it was, it was the cattle drive all the way up to uh, uh, to Montana. Yeah, and, lots of side characters, sure. lots of side plots. Um, and it was just absolutely riveting television. And the book itself was riveting. And the ending of it, you're never going to watch it, so I can go. I can go ahead. No, that'll be and, his homework. Well, I'll I'll go ahead. the The ending of it is one of the old cowboys dies in this most random, almost freakish way, and the last two hours of the of the movie is when he's dying. He tells his friend, "I want you to take me back to Texas," and I mean you. You'll cry, you could almost cry like a baby watching his friend just carry his corpse back down to Texas. And it is sad and it is bittersweet. And they kind of re- he kind of retraces the steps and meets up with some of the people that they met on the way up to Montana. And it, it is a unforgettable plot driven, character driven, um, beautifully acted. You yeah. just, and, and the sense of being there and and just feeling the realism of it as opposed to, and, and I guess I'm holding that up as a pretty good gold standard as opposed to something like, and I'm sorry to go back to Braveheart, but Braveheart got none of that. I had the feeling of this is Hollywood. There's there's 112 guy, guys that are extras and none of this ever happened or could have happened or would have happened. It makes no sense. And, you know, it was just kind of this, okay, it's Hollywood, and I have to accept that, you know, it's a show, it's a movie. Most of the people that watch don't know whatever. But, yeah, it's it's a very apples-orange experience watching those two. Well, I mean, I, I actually like Lonesome Dove more than Braveheart, but uh, any any thinking person would. Well, and I, I I I think I count myself as thinking, but and they also had uh, Return to Lonesome Dove and The Streets of Laredo, and there's 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 various yeah, which, which were also novels uh, by and, Larry uh, McMurtry and did not fare near nearly as well, but but if, they are good. If if you like good American fiction, um. Larry McMurtry is uh, is a late twentieth century, very prolific, uh, just a, a tall guy in the saddle. So, really. so Daniel, just square away about fifteen hours um, between now and next Sunday, and you can get it all. Well, it's you have Larry Mc, McMurtry, and then you have Cormac McCarthy, um, you know, who wrote The Road, um, just the bleakest American novel I think ever written. Okay, I'm I am unfam- not helping you. I am okay. unfamiliar. Well, but, uh, that, that bleak that, and dark is your category. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know, and again, the movie of it was was not good. But McMurtry writes a lot of bleak. It was hard living in living in the American West 
was hard, and he depicts it, and uh, McCarthy uh, depicts it. It was it was just absolutely awful. I, I don't have my glasses on, but I believe Green Bay is winning like forty eight to twenty two. I, I just can't oh, tell I, you I, how, how happy that makes me. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just I'm giddy. Oh, with look, time has gone by, and I forgot to do the card read for uh, Daniels. Oh, is it too yeah. late? No. Now, this is a sucky sed- segue, but I don't want to forget to drop that in. And now a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Are you ready to launch your podcast with ease? Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest. From recording to distribution on all major platforms. Whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591 and start your podcast journey today. Do you think I can steal that uh, intro music? Yeah, of course. It's all royalty free, bro. I think I I like that... uh, Kind of a folksy, twangy. I'd like some Scottish folk music. <laughs> Straight out of Braveheart. I, I day. swear to God, if you, if you can, if you can find Scottish folk music, but they're not going to charge me forty dollars like I mean, that, like that other stuff you were sending me. I promise you, we will drop some and and we'll we'll do some fake Scottish accents. And uh, yeah, don't say yeah, we. I'm not. Brutal. No, yeah, we will too. We no, will no, do that, no. and it'll be. Uh, you can do you can do a fake Scottish accent as well as Mel Gibson. I'm oh confident. God. God. Any rando that I pull out of Walmart can do as good of a fake Scottish accent. I mean, it's un-American to criticize Mel Gibson that way. He's not from here. So what? Still un-American. Also, he that's what's crazy. He has done the greatest Scottish um, patriotic movie ever, Braveheart, and then he did. I thought Train Spotting. Was, yeah. was the most patriotic uh, maybe, maybe. for them. But now, and then The Patriot. Have you ever seen The Patriot that he did? I've seen parts of it's it. It's very, very good as well. He uh, He's a little off-putting to me. Lethal Weapon is a yes. It's funny. Um, but he when he tries to do serious acting, it's it just does not work for me, talking about actors that I don't want to go see. Yeah. So look, everybody's to, got their favorite. Right. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some. I've, he's hit and miss on on me, but when he when he hits, I think he's uh, pretty good. It, any day of the week before Clooney, DiCaprio, Ben, what Ben Affleck's ben, on the list? Oh my God, Ben Affleck! No, I would never. I mean, it's 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 a. You're kind of running out of movies to watch I, once you start I, knocking did, these people did out. Did you mention Matt it, Matt Damon's out? Can't stand it. Oh, can't stand Man. it. That's why I read books. Um, no. what's the, what's the, oh, well, that brings up an idea that uh, I had. Book and, reviews? And, and, uh, yeah. No. no, not not book reviews. Book of the Month Club. We need to have uh, – this is this is one of Dave's bad ideas. We need to have a Book of the Month Club. And, and the Book of the Month – you can go first if you want to. And whatever book you're reading now, I – I since I do my homework, I will read that book, and then I'll tell you what a terrible book it is. Like, excellent. Give give, give me a week or two, and, and I'll tear your book apart, 
And then in February, you can tear my book apart. I would be open-minded about it. Sure. But um, so you, do you, that's not a bad idea. Do, but do you want to disclose? But listen to what you're proposing. You okay. give me homework to just watch a movie, and I fail miserably well, you consistently. Had, you now had, I'm reading books. Well, you had a you had an alibi that I'm going <laughs> to let you decide whether you're going to oh. tell that tale. Oh, no, low, you've already but, told me that that is perfect fodder for the uh it for, really is. yeah so you know um so we'll, we'll all, right, ju- we'll all, right, just, all right folks the we'll, reason that the movie did not get watched is as follows what kind of segue is that no this the, 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 here here's how you do this thing all right well i mean yeah a lewis black concert 15 seconds it, in, he's still Lu- not answered the Lu- question. Lu- a Lewis Black concert is horrible, but at least it's not as bad as a colonoscopy. See, there's mm, your segue. There it was. Yeah, which is scheduled for 10 o'clock tomorrow. So I don't really want to get into it too much. But we'll just say I'm not on the top of my game. I haven't had anything. That's what get- the doctor said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I haven't eaten in about 24 hours, and, and I'm hungry. I've had nothing but uh, water and coffee all day. So I, I'm going to have to check the advisability of whiskey here currently. So so know. watch out. At 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, you're going to be like a, a bear coming out of hibernation, I'm guessing. Well, it shouldn't be that long. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, but I guess 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, I'll be uh, probably very hungry. I, I don't think I should overdo it. I'll probably go light but is, is this your first experience this is my first time wow i'm a virgin <laughs> well i i yeah. i don't have much of a story about I, my first one but, and if you but, did but, i would not want to hear it oh you're gonna hear it oh thanks um i i had something happen that 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 story doesn't need to be told but it ended up with me being in the hospital and being scheduled for the colonoscopy and this was some years ago, um, and it and you know they've given me the thing about you can't eat or drink anything after thus and such an hour. Fine, whatever. And around, I'm 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 sitting there. I'm in the hospital, and I'm waiting for them to bring me the go-go juice. You know that you have to drink uh, to flush everything out, and. At 9.30, I finally call the nurse's station, and I'm going, am I missing something, or am I, you know, am I not supposed to be, you know, flushing out? And, oh, yeah, oh, my God, oh, my God, we forgot. So at about 10 o'clock at night, they bring me, like, two jugs that are like antifreeze jugs. And they said, you've got to get, both of these down by midnight. If you can't get get them down by midnight, then we're going to hold you another day, and you you start from scratch. But but this time we'll give you more time. So, you know, obviously now my project is to get this stuff down. Which I don't know how. I assume you've taken your prep. Not tonight. Oh my God! Well. I mean, they prep prep now is not how prep was back then. It 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 was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. And I mean, I'm I'm in the. I mean, they 
you're going to need a seatbelt on your toilet. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you, son. You're going to be chipping porcelain. This is going to be one of the most. I know what next week's <laughs> podcast is going to be about. <laughs> be about no, it. it's going to be about me rescheduling Michael and Oscar. Do you really think? I, no, I, look. No, it's the, a great voyage into the unknown. Look, I had to take a bunch of stuff last night. Like what? it's not, but it's not the jug stuff. It's like take a bunch of these laxative. Pills stuff uh, oh things. So I've already. I've, oh, so you're. You know, I mean, it's just shock. I have sat here this whole podcast. To be honest with you. <laughs> so uh, that's why you weren't in a movie. You know, I'm, I'm not. See, being, so that's why there's a tarp underneath you. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'm not moving much. It's yeah, I mean, well, just strange. Gone to the movie like on Monday or Tuesday. When when did it become apparent that this was on your radar? Well, it's been a couple of days, I, and I slacked. I was going to go see the movie, but I, yeah, I had no confidence that I, confidence that I could sit there for an hour and forty five minutes and watch this yeah. row, rowing, rowing, uh, you know, movie. So I, I have an excuse, uh, one that we have discussed far too much on the air, and I do appreciate that, Dave. Yeah, we could have just said for an undisclosed medical I reason. Gave, I gave you the option. I mean, I, I no. You, didn't I, your eyes said no no no, no, no. This, <laughs> I got this, this I, is, I got tunnel vision on yeah this, one, this one's com, this one's coming out and we're gonna have too much fun on this and I and I and I guarantee you next Sunday you will so hey how give your it, review of the colonoscopy yeah how did everything come out yeah <laughs> yeah speaking of speaking of the live stream I mean we could that's oh what my a, god that would be great if we could live stream that and just have a running commentary we can. <laughs> you mean, oh no, do, we can. Do they take a video? <laughs> Not surely they must. Bro, I can. Br I can bring my cameras. We'll get it all set up in the. <laughs> There's nothing enjoyable about this conversation. <laughs> the hidden <laughs> voyage. I mean, to the ends of the earth. <laughs> I mean, they have a a video of like the procedure. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, really, there's got to be a procedure video. And we could have running commentary on that. I yeah, it's on Twitter. Yeah, I think, it, I think it'd be really <laughs> funny. Like, like Daniel can upload the, and, and we could just have a conversation. The whole in the meantime, we're just traveling through uh, the tunnel of doom. I think that would be. I think that I would watch. That's the one podcast I would watch. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> Because especially eventually you get to you know the polyps or whatever and those oh. happen. Well, hopefully those, not. No, but I mean they're gonna be there because you know you're at the age where they're gonna be there, and so then they do. Are they? Thing. Yes, and so they they'll they'll take a little biopsy of those because you're fine, but you know your body's not perfect anymore, and it's I'm sorry to tell you. I'm and sorry. So th there'll be things there, and they'll take little pieces out of them. To, to make sure that they're not cancerous. And, you know, that'll be, this is going to be good times. This is peak entertainment. <laughs> what, this discussion? Are you speechless now? Hey, I, I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not excited about the process. I'm not excited about the next 12, 13 hours. The, the prep um, is bad, but the actual experience, they, they'll knock you out and there's no, like there's that. no, there's no pain afterwards. If that's what you're worried I don't, about. I don't, I don't like, I don't like doctors. I don't like going to them. I don't, I don't like procedures. I, I've never been in a hospital in my life until last year. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. You know, a year and a half ago, that. whatever. I do not do that. Uh, I don't like dentists. Um, 
I don't, I don't like. You're really big on bodily integrity, I can tell. Well, I just take care of myself, take my little vitamins, do yeah. whatever, suck it up, buttercup. If I got some pains or whatever, I'm not, yeah. I'm not interested um, in medical intervention. I, I suppose the older you get, that does change. So, um, All right. Well, uh, I hope you'll be here next year, uh, next week. I hope you'll be able to sit down. Uh, I hope you'll be. I hope you'll be here, and uh, we'll get a we'll get a full review of of that. Oh, the book, the book. I was I was about to end the show. You didn't you didn't tell us what what's I mean, the book going to be. I mean, what better cliffhanger could we ever have than hey next week updates on the colonoscopy? Yeah. Um, what book? Let, let me think about okay. um, uh, what book. So uh, it it will probably be uh, Atlas Shrugged. Uh, by Ayn Rand, so the greatest book ever written. Well, yeah. that left me speechless. Um, what? All right. Well, I, I, have I, you? I'm e- going to say not. I'm not. I'm not even going to say a word about that. Um, that just brought the show to a crashing death. Um, it's 650 pages of okay, just total enlightenment. Okay. All right. Who is John Galt? Okay, okay, well, um, other than the last 45 seconds of the show, um, I appreciate everybody who's tuning in. We, we, we begin before we ever start recording, we look to see, so how did we do last week? And I'm always staggered that there's anybody who is watching or listening, and I am very grateful for the people who are watching everything. Sorry about the last 45 seconds. <laughs> But well, we're apologizing for Atlas Shrugged, but not for colonoscopies. Colonoscopy was gold. That's gold. <laughs> that was that. That's that's the show title for crying out oh, loud. Don't worry. It about was better that. than a colonoscopy. Yeah, we, we'll, 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 we'll workshop that after we go off. Anyway, again, thank you for listening. My God, we finally reached the end. 